0: Well, I'm I'm Bill. I've been in the industry since 99. I've uh, been around for a while, seen seen several aspects of the industry, the good, the bad, the ugly, some of everything in between. Um, I've been at Heartwood for about six years now. I'm crew leader and training and development coordinator. Um, We've been working real hard putting this apprenticeship together, and that's the majority of what we've come here to talk about today so if uh, you're ready
1: let's let's talk about it yeah but before we actually get too far into that i want to know because i like to ask guests when they first get on the podcast is how did you get into the tree care industry do you fall into it like a bunch of others did or did you actually mean to end up in the tree care industry
0: oh man i've uh i'd have to say i fell into it just like uh like a lot of people do you know it was uh like i said it was 1999 i was flipping through the yellow pages, thinking about where my next job was gonna be that didn't involve uh, washing dishes or stocking shelves and came across the, the ads for tree service. Yeah, thought it sounded pretty cool. Um, get to play with chainsaws. I already like playing with ropes and propelling out of trees and climbing trees. And, and uh, yeah, I've uh, saw one or two uh tree care operations in, in my my childhood and thought back to those and it seemed like like something seemed fun exciting cool get to hang out outside that was a that was a big thing for me um and yeah made uh called the first company didn't get an answer called the second company but they uh they asked me if I had any experience no they asked me if I had a driver's license yes I do asked me if I had my own means of transportation. I said, yes, I do. And they said, cool. Can you be here tomorrow? <laughs>
1: and
0: I said, yes. And uh, here we are <laughs> 22 years later.
1: Yeah. And I think your story is not wholly uncommon when you're talking to many people in the tree care industry. In fact, the idea of, you know, the apprenticeship program and the tree care apprenticeship is, is something new to the industry as a whole. So, what is an arborist apprenticeship, and what value does it have for people looking for a job?
0: so the uh, the idea behind at least our arborist apprenticeship is that it's a it's set out with the intention of creating training and educating well-rounded arborists. So we get a little bit of we get a lot of uh, tree care experience, climbing, all that stuff. Uh, we, we blend it with PHC, some sales, a little bit of management, just so you have a good understanding of the, the entirety of the industry, as much as we can provide. Um, and it's basically just a, a laid out training and education plan. You know, these are the things you need to know. We'll, we'll go through those things so you can learn the, the theory behind what we do. Um, I'm a big believer in in the why. Uh Nietzsche, the the philosopher, said that a man with the with a why can overcome any how, and I think that's really applicable to to tree work. Because I mean, let's be honest, what we do is not easy. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot like work. And uh, you know, you you're asked to to go into dangerous situations, hazardous situations, if you will. Um, you know, there's some inherent risk involved in what we do. Keeps it exciting. You know, keeps you in the game, keeps you focused, but uh, it's, it's not easy. And if the better understanding that you have of why it is that we, we go to the lengths that we do to take care of these trees, you know, it's, it makes it a lot easier to, to actually do it. You know, if you, if you understand that that I got to go all the way out to the tip of that limb to make the good reduction cut versus make this easy cut halfway out and that it's going to be better for the, the tree and you're going to end up with a better, better product, provide a better service in the long run, then it, it, it makes it a lot easier to suck it up and get all the way out there to where the good cuts at versus taking the shortcuts, the easy route, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you could say the same for, for anything, you know, hazard tree removals. Why is the tree hazardous? Why do we have to do this? Well, you know, it's, there's a, there's a, purpose behind it.
1: There's an intent. Yeah. And I think one of the big things is that having an apprenticeship program, it's so it legitimizes us with the rest of the trades that are out there. They get talked about at job fairs and career fairs. And, you know, as, as careers, you know, this just kind of reiterates that tree care is a place that you can last many, many years, if not your entire life and treat it as a career and have growth opportunities. And I think the apprenticeship is definitely a good start to see for people just entering the industry what their career path could
0: be true. I, I mean, I'd agree. Uh, apprenticeship has a the the apprenticeship itself has a long history. You know, we've had apprentices for, uh, I don't know, a hundred years or more, but not in our industry, you know, electricians, plumbers, welders, you know, there's a lot of industries that have been promoting apprenticeships for, for a long time. And uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it, it is a, a good tool to help us help our industry standing a little bit amongst other, other skilled professions and trades that, that we're honestly competing with for, for good people and the talent that we need to, to continue a long tradition of, of good our cultural services. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's,
1: it's a good thing. Well, the difference between, you know, tree care and those other trades that you listed, um, the benefits of tree care are to not be stuffed up inside all day. You get to be out with nature. You still get to talk to people. And, um, I personally think that the equipment and all that other stuff that's used in tree care is far more interesting than what an electrician gets to do.
0: Uh, I would not disagree with you at all. <laughs> so
1: a question I know the answer to, but I need to ask, cause you know, I've seen how TCIA has been working with some of the, uh, the apprenticeship programs internally. But what are the advantages of becoming an apprentice versus taking an entry-level job?
0: Well, I mean, I'd say that the most immediate benefit to the employee is that they can see right off the bat what what lays down the road for them. The path to success is, uh, is laid out. It's pretty clear. Uh, these are the things you need to learn. Here's the training that you'll receive. And it, at least in my experience, uh, most entry-level jobs are just come in the door we'll try you out see how you like it and we'll we'll see where you fit you know you'll you'll drag brush for six months a year years maybe one day we'll start letting you climb a tree here and there and there's not a not a lot of people unfortunately at least again in my experience that really focus on the the science behind what we do and this there is a lot of science this is a it's a practical art and an applied science. So mm-hmm. there is a there's artistry to what we do. You know, you you can prune the tree to the letter as the science dictates, and end up with something that looks kind of funky. Or you can blend the two, come up with something that's scientifically sound, good for the tree, aesthetically pleasing, and, and you know, everybody wins. The tree wins.
1: The homeowner wins. Yeah, and talking talking applied science. What is an applied science in this situation?
0: Well, the applied science. Um, I mean, this is this is our culture. So there's so many scientific disciplines that actually go into what we do. Uh, I mean, the obvious, whatever form of botany you want to you want to bring up, you know, botany, horticulture, uh, dendrology. If you want to get specific to trees but there's mycology and entomology and i mean there's social aspects to it so you bring in the this, this sociology and the psychology and mean there's, there's so such a broad field that that is so interdisciplinary that you can you can learn about about this industry for the entirety of your career you know spend 40 50 60 years and, and there'll still be more to learn about not just trees, but what we do and how it, how it affects society and how, how what society does affects our industry. So it's, it's huge. You know, there's, there's lots of science. There's physics and geometry. I mean, there's math involved. Even though most of our math doesn't include a lot of numbers, it's still mathematical, you know?
1: Yeah, and now even more recently, you have a lot of uh, technology aspects coming through too. Oh, yeah yeah I mean the the new
0: the, the track program and all the, the resistographs and demography and I mean there's we brought uh, remote sensing like aerial imaging and, and all this stuff into it so this I mean the the list just goes on and on there's, there's so much science if you really want to dig into it there's a lot of science to learn about
1: yeah, and with all of that being said, you know I have to ask, what type of person should become an apprentice? Or, I guess, more specifically, what type of person are you looking for as an apprentice?
0: Mm. Uh, my ideal apprentice would be motivated, intelligent, uh, hardworking, uh, and dedicated. You, know? you, you you have to want it. That's the one thing that we can't can't teach is desire. You, Got to bring a good attitude, a willingness to learn, and and a desire to to be in this line of work and excel.
1: Yeah, and so I didn't ask, but how many apprentices have you have you guys had at Hartwood?
0: Uh, we we just enrolled our first two apprentices, so our our program is very new. Uh, we've been working on it for quite a while now. There's a lot of building blocks that we laid in place from uh, training regiments and. And uh, personnel assessments, skills assessments. Um, so we've been been laying down the the, uh, the building blocks of this for a couple of years now. But uh, just a couple of months ago, we actually got the apprenticeship registered in the state of North Carolina. Um, it is the the first in North Carolina, as far as I know. So that was a that was a big achievement and. In Hartwood book and we've got our first two apprentices that got enrolled just actually a couple of weeks ago, and we've uh, and we're getting started in the program. But we're all really excited about this. It. Uh, this is a, a new path, and honestly, it's uh, we see it as not only the apprenticeship program, but See the apprenticeship program as a way to to lay down a, a a training and education and kind of an onboarding process for all new employees. Like this will this will have implications beyond just the people that are participating in the, the
1: apprenticeship program. Yeah. Well, you know, congratulations first off to starting that and having them start soon. That's that's awesome.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Um, And then my second thing is, so I'm an apprentice and I get to learn all of those, uh the skills you were talking about, you know, the sales, the PHC, the, like every, every aspect of tree care. And there's a lot of aspects. So when I finish up my apprenticeship program, am I... What what's next for me? Do I get to say I was interested in the PHC portion? I'd want to go there. You know, I'm interested in sales. I want to end up there. What does what does it look like after uh, you finish your apprenticeship program and become a journey worker?
0: Yeah. So as a, I mean, during the apprenticeship program, we we do have the flexibility to kind of tailor it a little more to your interest. So if you come in the door knowing that you want to be a climber, then we'll we'll work that that route. You know, and if if you're more interested in the PHC, we it more heavily in that direction. It's kind of like a like a college degree in that sense, like you go to get a major, but often majors have concentrations, right? So you can go to get a major in 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 biology, put a concentration in mm-hmm. It's kind of the kind of the same principle that we're working with there. You we want everybody to come out as as a journey worker to be a well-rounded arborist, but we're happy to to assist you and go in going the, the direction that you're looking for in life. So, you know, obviously sales management, those are gonna be things down the road. We're gonna start with, with general tree care and uh, plant health care specifically, get you into those, uh, get more experience, and, and then we can push you towards that, that sales or management outcome and, you know, down the road, once you've, you've gained some
1: experience and and you're ready for for that role, and you mentioned talks of being flexible when you're trying to figure out where you want to end up. Um, so, being an apprentice, what part of you know what part of my day would be on the job learning? What part would be like book learning? How does it how does it work at Heartwood? Because I know it differs everywhere, but you know just specifically for for your in your company.
0: So, I mean. It, generally speaking, first, uh, the apprenticeship is, is a three-year program, has 6,000 hours of on-the-job learning, and with 444 hours of related instruction, which is basically the book learning, the theory behind what it is that we do, why we do what we do. Um, and so the majority of your time is spent on, on a crew doing the work, getting those, those uh, experience points, as I like to call them and really just applying what we're trying to teach in the classroom to the field and seeing how what we do in the field relates to what we do in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So again, they're they're all intermingled, right? It's just the applied science concept. You got to have the theory to be able to apply the theory. So the majority of the time is spent on on job learning. So it's uh. Yeah, that's the, that's the most of your days. I mean, here at Hartwood specifically, we, uh, we take Monday through Thursday. We're, we're on the crew, applying what we're learning, trying to get that experience. On Fridays, we can bring it back to the classroom, talk about what you've done during the week, and, and talk about some of, the, some of the theories and principles and the science behind what it is that we're doing out the field.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I feel better now. we got a spot to cut out from yours. Trust me, there's so many spots I cut out. My <laughs> I, I There's just, for me, there's just so much to unpack with apprenticeship. And yeah. and part of it, too, is, you know, as um, we're trying to focus in on, you know, high school age people or even early college age people, there's, especially right now, there's so many job opportunities out there. My, my question I like to ask a lot is, why would you choose tree care? because after you know seeing the industry from even a perspective of TCA, right, going to TCI Expo and going to all these events, like tree care is just one of the like most friendly industries out there, which I guess is not super it's not super common in any business except for tree care really from what I've seen. but you know as as an 18 year old, you know, why would you choose an apprenticeship program over going to college or even, you know, a different trade? Like, what would, you know, you know what I mean? What would make you want to choose this over anything else? I mean, I I understand exactly what you mean. It's, uh, it's, tree
0: care is a, it's a special, special industry. You know, it's not anything that I've seen like it out there. This, this is a, a brotherhood. I mean, we've got, the shared experience, shared struggle. We're, we're out there doing hard work, um, facing challenges. We, we take opportunities like the TCIA Expo, um, you know, the ISA conferences, tree climbing competitions that we can all come together. And it's, it's always a great environment from everything I've seen. I've been to quite a few comps and they're, they're all the same. They're all different, but it's all a group of good guys and gals that come together to just have fun with what we do on a day-to-day basis. And I think, I think that says a lot about the industry as a whole, that, you know, you can climb trees, work with trees day in, day out, and then take your own time to go and do the same thing and call it a recreational activity, you know? It, there's yeah. A, yeah there's a i mean it, it really is a it's a special thing you know we we get to work with some of the largest organisms on earth we get the, the best views in town like what's not to love about
1: it yeah and you know after going to you know three three set expos it's still even for me you know knowing what's coming it's still just as overwhelming to get there uh as it's been every single year since my first year, there's yeah. so much to do so much to see so many people to talk to. And the amount that you guys um, let loose after expo is, is astounding. Well, you know what they say, work hard, play hard. And you know, the tree care industry really is kind of the embodiment of that. And I want, I want to keep expanding sort of out of um, sort of out of the apprenticeship area um but i want to talk about if i'm choosing a tree care company to work for um and as somebody maybe who's never gotten into tree care or didn't have any experience with it before what should i be looking for in a tree care company
0: if you're looking for a tree care company for employment um you want to look at at their basically their standard you know um there's there's a lot of a lot of people in this industry that that are just in it for the paycheck. You know, they they figured out how to climb and remove trees and gotten a little bit of equipment and that's that's it. You know, they they I've uh, been told before you can either go to the, the go to the books or you can go to the bank. Um, years ago, I, I listened to that advice and just focused on learning to be a good climber. Um, not a horrible move, but I found out that if you go to the books, it makes those trips to the bank a lot more profitable. So I think that's the way to go. Look for somebody that's, that's interested in training, interested in your education, because there is a difference, right? Training is, is what we physically do. We climb a tree. We can train you to climb a tree, right? But we can't, you know, the education is... Why do we climb the tree? Why do we not climb the tree with spikes? So we're not going to remove it. You know, why do we make this cut versus that cut? Why do we make a reduction cut versus a hidden cut? When is it proper to make a heading cut? You know these these educational all the nuances of the job they don't come across in the in the day to day training and the and yeah. just the the simple go out get the work done get paid and go home. You know, that's. Uh, if you're really wanting to be a part of the industry, that's not what you're looking for. Um, not to knock those guys. I was one of those guys. I've hung out with a lot of those guys, and a lot of those guys are great. But if you really want to make this a, a fulfilling career for for life, then I mean you, you want to go deeper. You wanna you wanna understand, you wanna have that, that level of understanding of what we do and why we do it
1: and not just how we do it. Yeah, and I, I want to add on one more thing to that is is safety in the company's safety procedures and if they take care of their equipment because a lot of people have come on and said that you know if a company's not taking care of their equipment they're probably not going to be taking care of you.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of skipped over that one in my mind. It kind of goes without saying, right? If they're yeah. not interested in your safety, then you're probably not in for a very long career. Because I mean, we are. What battling back and forth with commercial fishermen for the number one most dangerous job in America. I mean, I don't personally like throwing out that stat, but it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, there are inherent risks in what we do. You you can turn inherent risk into a really dangerous job quickly. Safety isn't right there at the top of the list. So yeah, I mean, you want you want to go somewhere that that reaches PPE and using the PPE and doing the doing the right things you know taking care of yourself even like this aspect of safety is if, if you're not taking care of yourself your mind and your body then you're going you're gonna either burn out or break down and that's not conducive to a long career in a physical industry like this
1: no and you know the the safety thing is more of a- people who are involved with TCIA and ISA and all these other kind of things are usually very safety first. So safety is automatically just kind of something that nobody ever says because it's just assumed, but right, right. we just, just need to reiterate it for any, you know, first time job seeker who may stumble across uh, like an indeed posting from, you know, mom and pop tree care. And it's the pickup truck and the ladder and uh, a hope and a prayer to keep you safe. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, all those young guns out there, you show up and there's a ladder on the job site, you should start thinking twice. They don't know what that ladder's good for like, If they're making cuts from the ladder, walk away. If they don't hand you a hard hat, safety glasses, hair protection, chainsaw protection, walk away.
1: Yeah. Um, circling back, because I, I realized that it's something that we talk about a lot, but it's not really explained Uh, climbing competitions. um, It's exactly what it sounds like. It's for the, you know, for tree climbers all over to participate in basically, you know, these, these big events on both a, uh, like a, like a local level and then even, you know, international levels to show off their climbing skills. And these are, you know, skills that are also, used on a day-to-day basis, which is a, a little crazy to, to think about.
0: It, it is. It is. its a, I mean, it, it really is a wild thing. Like I said, there's not a lot of industries that, you know, we, we, we talked about plumbers. I've never seen a competition between plumbers of, who can lay a span of pipe the fastest, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think it would go over well, but what we do is, I mean, it's interesting to watch. So, it, I mean, I tell clients and neighbors all the time that this is a spectator sport and I want to make it worth the cost of admission. But we take that to a whole new level to actually put together a competition. And I mean, I've been involved in both sides. I've competed, I've judged, I've helped put them together a few times. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into putting together a good tree climbing competition. And it's, it's a great opportunity for climbers, novices alike, and, uh, I mean, just spectators to come and, and see some really cool stuff. I mean, we set these climbs up to where you can make it look cool. You know, we've looked for that prime tree that's got the big swings and, you know, the, where you can get up there and, and make some some impressive moves. And But at the end of the day, like, from being in the industry, from the inside-the-industry perspective, it's a great learning opportunity you know you said we can show off our skills and we all like that but you can watch and other people show off their skills there's a lot of our learning opportunities in that and you you can pick up new tools new tricks new techniques you know and and there's and going back again to what we're saying earlier like what a Way this industry is that that brotherhood aspect of it is you know if you're a climber and I'm a climber we got something real strong in common and we already know a little bit about each other and we're willing to share you know because and again the that that uh, inherent risk involved in the job if if you can learn something from somebody or teach something to somebody that might be the thing that saves life you know so I've found that. Even though it's a competition, it tends to be very cooperative in nature. Like, we're not just there. Like, everybody's there to win, right? But we're not there to beat the next guy. For the most part, you get some rivalries. You get some super competitors, you know, those those people that come in top five mm-hmm. consistently, you know, they're, they're there to beat that dude that beat them last time. But for the, the average competitor, the average spectator, or volunteer even, because you can learn a lot standing there watching 40, 50 people run an air rescue event. They've got a lot of knowledge there, you know. But those, uh, I mean, they're, it's all very cooperative. People are willing to help each other out. You know, you ask somebody, hey, what's, what's this tool you got there? What do you use that for? Uh, and they'll tell you, you know. They'll, they'll teach you about it. They'll give you a quick mini training demonstration and and you walk away with a lot of knowledge if you, if you show up, participate, a lot to learn out there.
1: Yeah. And I like that we're sharing all of this aspect. Cause it kind of shows, you know, tying back into an apprenticeship thing that, you know, beyond your apprenticeship or even in, while you're an apprentice, there are so many opportunities for both, um, for growth, for networking, you know, for, for learning, whether it's a, a formal event or an informal, you know, sharing of information, uh, the the activity on social media that goes off between a lot of arborists is absolutely insane. There's so many, so many groups and so many get-togethers that it starts to become become mind-boggling a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's there are a lot of opportunities. If you seek them, you will find them. I mean, unless you live out in the middle of nowhere and the only arborist around, then there, there's there's somebody talking about climbing some trees. They're, they're you're likely to find somebody willing to do some rec climbs with you, and, and I mean that's a great learning opportunity too. Just take all the production pressure off the table, just hang out in the trees, have fun, and and, and learn a little bit in the process. You know? Practice makes perfect.
1: Yeah, and you know rec climb for any anybody who doesn't know is just a, a you know a recreational climb that again is job job related that that the climbers will go out and do either after hours after they've done normal work or before hours or even I remember there's a couple that were going on at TCI Expo last year so um, yep. you know this I don't want to say like it's fanatical in the industry but you they're devoted people people love it once they get into it uh,
0: yeah i mean like i said it's, it's hard work but it's also a great recreational activity we like got people rock climbing is a big industry uh, and uh but it's a very, very narrow focus. You know, here in Charlotte, we got hills we can climb a couple of hours away. I think there's there's one that's about an hour away. You can go get some serious rock climbing, but it, the majority of the country has a, a tree close by.
1: So why not climb the tree? Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. So moving forward for people getting into the industry now, what advice do you have for somebody who's either just getting started in the tree care industry or maybe has, you know, a year or so of experience in there?
0: My best advice for people that are entering or recently entered the, the agriculture industry is to learn, learn everything you can from everybody you can. Um, I'm, again, I'm a firm believer. There's something to be learned from everybody. A lot of those things will be what not to do but those are some of the most valuable lessons you can get. If you know what not to do then you know I mean it'll keep you from making some huge mistakes that'll at best get you good parking for the rest of your life. When you phrase it like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Is that too harsh? <laughs> no, I like it. I like <laughs> it. I just never heard it phrased like that, but it, you know, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Uh,
0: the, uh, the owner of Hartwood says that all the time. That's one of his that's one of his things. If you, you make a mistake in this this industry, if you get lucky, you just get good parking.
1: You know, I'm kind of out of um, apprenticeship based questions, but kind of circling back to something else you said was was talking about the the applied sciences and mathematics and stuff like that and working and working on, you know, math problems without numbers. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what that would actually mean and how you how you manage to solve problems like that?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, so I, I refer to it a lot as gorilla math, right? It's this math that doesn't have a lot of, a lot of numbers involved. Right. So you're looking at, at laying down a tree, will it fit? You know, that's a, I mean, that is a geometry problem. You, you can go to the textbook and find the formula to figure out if that tree is you know, X tree will fit in Y hole. Um, but we do it all the time, like just eyeballing it. It's that calibration, the calibrated eyeball. You, you look at, at the limb that I'm going to rig off. If I tie it here and cut there, is it going to hit the roof? Is it going to brush past and, and fit in the, the space that I have to put it in? Um, you know, I... you're working with cranes like there's a there's a weight we can go to the green log weight chart but it's really all estimations and and i mean they're i don't want to call them a a guess because i mean there are calculations that go into it a wood of x diameter has you know x amount of pounds per linear foot all this but i mean there's so much variation in the wood that you don't actually know with 100% confidence, what the weight of that piece is going to be until it's hanging off the crane, and the, the LMI is weighing the thing. You know, if you're good, you're within a couple of hundred pounds plus or minus. We we build in that that uh, fudge factor that we don't get. We don't shoot for 100% capacity of the crane. Mm-hmm. So just in case the calculation was off, it was we're still going to be in the safe. You know we're not going to be thousands of pounds off. We might be a couple hundred pounds off, but you know, even if we go 500 pounds heavier than we thought we were, we're still safe. So this, I mean, that's the, some of the math uh, that we, that we have involved, you know, like the, like I said, a gorilla math, math with no numbers.
1: Yeah. And it's actually incredible to watch uh, it all happen in person, you know, just, and how quick it happens too.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, this, uh, it's really a game of, of experience, you know. I remember, you know, 20 years ago learning to climb, having to ask somebody on the ground, will this fit? Will that fit? Can I do this? Can I do that? What does this look like from the ground? And, and over time, I mean, you, you get the feel for it. You know, you, the experience teaches you, like, the angles. And and if, if I if I tie the rope here and I cut it there, I'm probably going to tear the gutter off. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to move that rope, move that cut. And now I got room. It's, it's gone pretty well, you know, I've, <laughs> I haven't ripped off a gutter in a long time. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good. thing. I mean, it, and again, it just comes with experience. You know, when they, when I was, I was starting, I was fortunate enough to to work with good people that were willing to train and willing to, to work with me and, and say no that's not going to work <laughs> move that rope out 10 feet step three feet out on that limb leave the stub it's better to leave a stub and take that off in the second cut than it is to replace the gutter after you make the one cut
1: yeah no they sorry there's just a lot to around my head
0: and um
1: i want to give people who are interested in learning more about you know, tree care kind of a place to go. And, you know, I'm going to say, obviously I'm going to say use TCIA resources, use ISA resources, but if I'm, you know, just interested in learning about tree care and, and arboriculture and urban forestry, what are some resources or, or sites or like YouTube channels that you would recommend for people who are interested to go, to go and see?
0: Um, you know, I've, honestly, I'm I'm not too big on the, on the social media and all that. Um, So I can't really point you to to anything specific, but I know there's some some good groups that are out there, some good Facebook groups that uh, I I was a part of 10 years ago that may or may not still be around. Um, There's a lot on YouTube. There's a lot on YouTube. And like I was saying earlier, that uh, learning what not to do, YouTube's a really good place for that. So, Yeah. Um, <laughs> as, as a general rule of, of research, anything that ends with a .edu is a, a pretty reputable source. So you can get get uh, information that comes out of, I mean, every, every state in the union has a land grant university that offers public, uh, uh, that offers an extension right? And most of those have real good information to share on trees. Some on tree care, uh, some universities are better than others. Um, you know, if you want to want to learn about the actual the tree itself, the USDA plant database is a great place to go. They got reliable information on basically every plant that you're going to find in North America. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good resources out there, really, and I mean, critical thinking is is key. If you watch the video, don't just think that because somebody put a video on YouTube that they did so because they actually know what they're talking about. Watch it with a critical lens, you know. See if if it doesn't make sense, cross reference it. See if somebody else is saying the same thing. See if you can find. Several reputable sources that are saying the same thing, and and then believe it.
1: But you know, if it sounds too good to be true, yeah. Some of those GoPro footage YouTube videos I've seen are slightly terrifying. Oh yeah, I've uh, I've been four or five many
0: <laughs> yeah. online videos, and yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the curse of knowledge. You know, you you, you learn something. And you become blinded to, to anything that that contradicts what you just learned. So, you know, people get a tidbit of information and they run with it. And that I mean, that honestly can be dangerous. You know, not not every trick applies to every situation. Not every technique is gonna be useful in all scenarios. And not all theories are gonna be applicable to all situations, you know. So you got to, I mean, you got to take it all with nuance. Right? If, if, uh, just because, just because somebody you respect said it, I mean, doesn't mean they can't be wrong. A lot of smart people are all wrong until we're right. So I'm sure I've said a lot of things to people in the past that were not true. I thought they were. Okay, but, uh,
1: yeah. We, we've
0: all, we've all been there. We, we, all have. we all have. Like I said, we're all wrong and. So the day we become right. So yeah, so think about it critically. Uh watch with watch carefully. Um yeah. Yeah, learn the learn the nuances. Ask questions. That's a, another big one. You know, you, you only get the information that you ask for. Whether we're talking about Google or your foreman or your manager or your, your buddy down the street. If you don't ask for the the help for the advice, you know, I saw you cut a notch. This type of notch to drop this tree, but you did it, the notch different on this tree. What was the difference? You know, why did you mm-hmm. use this notch in this situation, that notch in that situation? Both notches are notches. Both essentially do the same thing, but it's those details that make the difference, and it's in, in the application. Yeah,
1: and you know, kind of in the same vein of asking questions. If you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out to TCIA whether it's through email or phone call or on social media or something like that, because I know the people who are answering those and they'd be more than happy to, you know, help assist with some of your questions and point you to some correct resources because, you know, our admission is to advance tree care businesses. And even if you're just an individual, we still care about the safety of the industry overall, you know, as, as we start to wrap up this episode a bit, one thing I forgot to ask because it kind of popped up to me when I was talking about asking, um, how do I apply for an apprenticeship versus or how do I apply for apprenticeship? Is it just like applying for a job? Do I go on like indeed and do it or is it, you, is it done through a different way? Uh, so
0: most uh, apprenticeships do hire from within. Mm-hmm. Um, if, so this, that's the way we did here at Heartwood. Um, You know, we, we have a pool of employees uh, some of those employees are are pretty young in the industry and that's where we're going to start pulling from. Um, You know, some apprenticeships will hire you with the intention of hiring as an apprentice. With, uh, yeah, so it kind of depends on on the situation. Uh, There is a a limitation to apprenticeships. Um, We're currently confined to, only two apprentices at a time the the apprenticeship standards do state that there's can only be a two-to-one ratio of apprentice to journeyman depends on how many journeymen a company has certified then that'll uh, that'll actually dictate how many apprentices apprentices they can handle at one time so this you know there's a there's also an element of having an open position, but I mean, at Hartwood, if, if you come in as an employee, we have an open-end apprenticeship, you show that, that desire, that promise, you know, that determination, dedication, all those things that we talked about, then you're, you can put your name in the hat to be the next apprentice.
1: Yeah. And, you know, to, to add on, if you're not picked as an apprentice, most of these companies, you know, out there, still have a, a training program to to take you through to make sure you still know what you're doing. It's not like if you don't become an apprentice, you're you're never going to know what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely,
0: yeah. I mean, the the apprenticeship is just a formalized version of the typical training and education process that all new employees go through here at
1: Harwick. Yeah, so I just want to make sure that one was was put out there that so people who are you know, interest in the industry don't don't feel discouraged if they don't make it in. There's still place in education and training uh, at almost almost every tree care company. Oh, I don't want to say almost every tree care company, but a lot of tree care companies now Any good tree care company, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I just it's, assume our TCI members are good. You know, I try to. That's right. That's I try, right. I try to play up to that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just as we're as we're coming up on the end of our time together. Is there anything that you want to discuss or talk about that we haven't had a chance to yet? Oh, man. Um, you, you know, we'll mm. think about that one for a second. Yeah, no
0: worries. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've we touched on on quite a bit here. We've talked about, uh, yeah, talked about past, present, future. We've talked about training, education, science, and math. <laughs> we've
1: talked about the good times and the bad times I know. I'm I'm, and, we're realizing man. we've covered a lot of ground on this this we have, we
0: have I was like we can talk no we already talked about that How no about no we talked about that too <laughs> um yeah I, yeah just to to elaborate man i mean for me like i was i was given the opportunity to help create this apprenticeship program here at Hartwood but the it really is an extension of, of my time in the industry. Like I wish that I, you know, I just think about how much further I would be right now, how much further I would have been 10 years ago if I would have started at a place like this, where, where, you know, the training is, is very important to the company and the education. I mean, Again, I don't mean to harp on the education, but it's near and dear to my heart. I mean, that's one of the things that brought me to Hartwood was that, I mean, we've got, I can't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, but just to, again, make it guerrilla math, the majority of our production staff is ISA certified, track qualified, and quite a few of them are CTSPs. I think we got 13 CTSPs, um, which is ridiculous for a company of uh, about 53 employees. I think right now. Yeah, that's so that's a lot of CTSPs. It, it is. It is, and it shows a it shows a commitment, you know, to to wanting to to be better, to improve, and even if you if you're not here with this company forever. When you leave, we want you to to leave better than you showed up, you know, and, and take something something good into the industry with you. And it's not just to to represent Heartwood well, but it's to do well for the industry. You know, we want the the it's that, that rising tide markets you know. We want to lift all ships. Mm-hmm. And if you can come here and and learn, grow and leave better than you came, then the industry will be better off for it. And means the trees will be better off with. So, yeah, like I was saying, I like guess the whole apprenticeship was a was an extension of kind of that personal attitude that meshed well with with the culture here at Harwood. And like I was saying, like I wanted to, you know, I was just wondering how much further I could be if I had this kind of start twenty two, twenty three years ago, where it was. Straight in, learn all you can, you know. But honestly, in 1999, it was just a just a job, you know. And uh, I never really saw myself doing this for the rest of my life. But you know, say about 10 years in, I couldn't see myself doing anything else with my life. So, and, and it wasn't until then that I really started focusing and and. You know, started looking at the science behind tree hair industry, um, and all that you know that that whole litany of uh, urban forestry, dendrology, arboricultural science stuff that that we've been talking about for a while now. So, yeah, that's uh, I mean that's that's my that's what I would I would uh, say to to anybody new in the industry is just just learn. and it, it makes it a lot more fulfilling when you really understand what it is that you're doing and, and understand the good that you're doing.
1: Yeah. And I, didn't, I, I appreciate you sharing that perspective. Yeah.
0: I mean, for me, it took a, a hurricane to, to find purpose because until then, we we're just cutting down trees. Hurricane blew through our town back in October, I believe it was 1999, a couple of months. After I got into the industry, and and then that's uh, all true purpose in it. You're running around town, pulling trees off the of cars, pulling trees off the of houses, bringing that, bringing some semblance of normalcy back to people's lives, so that the, you know, the insurance company can get in and write them a check, so that the roofers can come in and close the big hole in the roof off, so they, you know, get hmm. their get the car back on the road, you know, get life back to normal. And uh, I found that very fulfilling and that, that lasted a while. But, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, that doesn't happen every day. So those those events are few and far between unless you're willing to travel and chase them. Then you got to you got to find something more that, that makes it fulfilling. Understanding what you do, why you do it, and the benefits behind it for not only the customer, but society as a whole. I mean, there's, there's a lot of fulfillment in that.